You'll Die Trying contains sensitive subject matter and conversations surrounding death and dying and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is respectfully advised. Triers, TikTok friends, old, new, you know, welcome. I've announced it a few times on my lives on TikTok at Nathan Morris Music, but I want to make things a little more official and consistent. So Granddad always said, participate in and give to the things you're passionate about. You know, I'd never heard him curse before, but for dramatic effect, I'll paraphrase, he meant people can smell your bullshit from a mile away. So with that in mind, giving of yourself and of your time and talents, it needs to go toward and be towards and for things, stuff you believe in. Like the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Each year, they answer millions of calls. 24 hours a day, they're available to those in need, who need a friend, someone to hear them, to just sit, someone to listen. Moments of their sadness, their loneliness, whatever it may be. Proceeds of every single purchase at youldietrying.com forward slash shop will go toward their efforts each and every single month. youldietrying.com forward slash shop. We should be mindful of those who feel alone, who feel overlooked. And if you feel that, you aren't, I promise. I am here. I've always said I will meet you here where you are in this moment, in whatever moment of need that may be. It's what this show has and will always be about. We have a responsibility to do this for one another. Good, bad, ugly. It's, it's the human in us. So head over to youldietrying.com forward slash shop. Grab some swag. Grab a bag of that, yes, you know by now, delicious big turkey foot coffee. I actually just shipped some off to you bundle buyers like today. So keep that up because proceeds are going to National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And of course, EFF, I tip my hat to you proud supporters of the show and the families we serve at Morris Family. They work to assign proceeds from insurance policies to purchase agreements so that dreadful quote-unquote balance due, it doesn't loom over the family's heads. The funeral directors are able to work alongside and assist these families so we're able to gather, grieve, celebrate one so deserving to be celebrated while EFF and the insurance companies work tirelessly on the back end. It's, it's a win-win, really. Visit expressfuneralfunding.com. It's actually a brand new look. Check it out. I tip my hat to you all. I did in the beginning, but I'm, I'm doing it again. Great looking website. Here we are, season two, episode 131 of You'll Die Trying, a show which pulls back the curtain and takes down these walls brick by brick to expose the hearts of those who are caring for those you love most. Let's go. You 
Your parents annoy you. Your cat annoys you. Everyone annoys you. Really, they do. And maybe they don't, but don't lie because they do. The moment they are no longer here to annoy you, though, you're sad. Like right now at that thought alone, the thought of your mom walking in unannounced on a Sunday after you're a little hungover from Saturday's shenanigans, you're the least thrilled at her being present. You want to sleep. You want to stare at the TV. Yet one day she won't be making unannounced visits. That means no reliable and sound advice. No like clockwork gray hoodies at Christmas time. None of that. And if that isn't sad enough, their voice. Many on my TikTok at Nathan Morris Music mention the sheer sound of their voice is what is missed the most. So pause this right now and send a text or make a call just to make sure that your loved ones know you love them. All of them. I'll wait. The other side of the coin is not having anyone. Not a single soul to check on you. To ask how you are when in most cases a life with such a scenario sounds sad, lonely, and insanely quiet. No one asking how you are. There are many, unfortunately, who I call the forgotten. The loved ones who coast through life too shy, far gone, overlooked to speak up in order to be noticed. I mean, maybe we do notice them and turn away. Maybe we unintentionally do all of this. In most instances, the way we live is the way we die. When we show the world so much love, surround ourselves with incredible people, those same people rally at bedsides and in driveways during the 11th hour to wish us farewell. The Arizona drifter doesn't have the same luxury. If anything, the bragging rights of how many states that they have valid driver's license in, I mean, they can't even brag about it. Unfortunately, again, there's no one to share the story with. No one. It's just them and their thoughts. I'm hopeful there are people left behind somewhere missing their existence. I mean, for all they know, a relationship gone sour, a bad decision, or a mix of both, have the loved ones thinking they're gone from their lives and world. It's not the case, though, until the forgotten are dead, forgotten, unseen, until a smell leaves acknowledgement of their parting. 
dying alone and forgotten is a massive fear of mine. It actually might be why I'm so hyper obsessed with making sure those I cross paths with know my appreciation for them. The caveat being perhaps they're alone most of the day and night too. And my recognizing them allows them to feel less lonely. I'm not sure. I remember around 1 a.m., we receive a coroner's call for a loved one who had died well over two weeks prior. Again, the only thing confirming a death was the tenant on the floor below and over across the hall, smelling what they thought was a dead pet. Their words, not mine. Upon arrival, the coroner outside with the landlord, remember, when it's outside, when the coroner is outside. The landlord and the coroner are informing us of the task at hand. Upstairs, tight quarters, bathroom, face down, younger loved one, no one known to survive them. The neighbors living close by didn't even get many exchanges from them. So reclusive and lost to the world, they died weeks before alone. Our county does a rotation of sorts in these instances, meaning an indigent case, which means no one claims this loved one. They have no one and or some other factors mixed in. The coroner's office will pay $500 for court-ordered cremation. Courts, paperwork, all are involved. The same level of care and probably more care to get this task completed for $500. I'll have you know, one servicing county we care for does not even allow for cremation and burial must take place. An even more expensive and financial burden for a funeral home to carry out. Just because a funeral home has pretty carpet and pretty furniture and pretty light fixtures and caring staff, lovely staff, dressed to the nines, beautiful vehicles, I think the misconception is a twofer. We're all rich and we're money hungry. Both could not be more untrue. Overhead, cost for supplies, to keep the doors open, utilities on, staff payroll, the nice things you see, the nice carpet, the nice vehicles, all of which all adds up. So to eat the costs in caring for one with nothing or no one is both a blessing and a curse. If no one in life will tend to them, in death, the least we can do is offer dignified attention. I get that. This is why the coroner's office rotates because of the monetary blow. The funeral home graciously does this, losing money. And still we and others do this well. I'm ever confident of that. 
When we entered up the stairs, the odor was close to overwhelming. You could smell the rooms from the curb outside. The law enforcement officer stayed with us, my associate and myself for two hours. That's how long it took to reverently transfer the loved one from the floor in the bathroom to the cot and down a narrow flight of stairs. Why? The rooms were tiny at best. Being intentional and careful meant tedious and slow movements. All that filled the tiny apartment. Like everything that was in this tiny apartment was a futon mattress on the floor in the bedroom, a pair of shoes, a gas station cup filled with soda and bleach. Yes, the pain of this world to this loved one seemed worth a deadly and slow, painful death because the pain of this world was far greater. The bathroom had one faded pink towel on the towel rack. The kitchen had a box of crackers and some coffee, as well as a coffee pot on the counter, along with a griddle. No microwave, no other appliances, no refrigerator, no stove. In the living room was their bicycle, obviously used often, and an item in which you could tell was appreciated. It looked like the sole means of transportation to and from. In these moments, once they're reposing safely now, no longer alone with us, we get to work. From funeral director to investigator, tracking those who love them down, there has to be someone missing them, we think hoping for a call. We never assume they'll be disposed of. Don't worry, disposition or disposal is the legal term, whether it's cremation or burial of a loved one. Even if the preliminary court order cremation paperwork is started on our end, we turn to Facebook, LinkedIn, and all the other beautiful tools and social media sites to help find someone. In this loved one's case, we did. We found an aunt who had missed them painfully for years. Mental health and falling outs created a perpetual feeling of needing to run. As sad as that sounds and is, their death brought so many back together. And we were able to facilitate a means to gather, remember, and celebrate a life worthy to be celebrated. We honored accomplishments, their love of art, the means taken for them to travel for so long and so far, legally and safely. It is amazing, a person's story. Stop and ask someone some questions you'll be amazed. I don't mind it being our turn. I am aware the person we are tending to deserves to be, just like you. Remember 
triers, the forgotten, the overlooked, the underachiever who feels lesser than. If you know one, assure them they are valued. They are loved. Wave at them. Invite them over for a meal. You never know if a futon is the only thing hugging them at night. you finding yourselves alone, you are not. Ask to be seen. We don't mean anything by our ignorance. Sometimes life is just too loud for us to notice anything. We're dumb in that way. Season 2, episode 131 in the bag. Head over to yieldbytrying.com forward slash shop. Grab some swag. Find me on TikTok at Nathan Morris Music on Instagram at Nathan Morris at Trying Podcast. Until next time, knock on a door, share a loving word, share a cup. We'll see you at 132.